Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Woo! KD! You can see it coming, and the building is electric off that slam dunk. Hello and welcome back to the Believe in Timberwolves podcast, part of the Believe Network. I'm your host, Brendan Hedke. We are sitting here uh, the day after free agency started. Doug West is across from me via computer screen to talk uh, Wolves free agency, NBA free agency, and then some big, shocking, mind-blowing news that came out as well. But we'll start with the Wolves stuff first, and then we'll get into the, the NBA stuff later. The first thing that happened was the Torian Prince extension for two years, uh, $18 million. How are you feeling about that one, Doug? What do you think about Prince coming back? And it says second year is not fully guaranteed. We don't know exactly what that looks like. But how are you feeling about re-signing Torian Prince? Yeah, I feel good about the, this uh, re-signing of Torian. Um, played a vital role last year on the team um, off the bench. Um, some starting, Some starting minutes in there as well. Um, you know, well-rounded player, um, you know, can really gives it to you on the defensive end. Uh, you know, hoping he'll step his game up a little bit on the offensive end, but defensively he's, he's there. He's a very good defender, good rebounder, um, brings some toughness to the team and, uh, some athleticism. So, uh, good, a good piece to keep there. Yeah. And I, I misspoke, sorry, two years, 16 million. So it's like 8 million per year. Um, because he's probably looking for that extra million that you threw out there for him. Yeah, it's not on, on, the, on the deal. It's not there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, I just thought last year, even though he didn't play super or he didn't shoot the ball super great on offense. Um, I think he was one of those guys where on defense, he's just always in the right spots. He might not right. be the most athletic. He's not going to make the flashy play, but He's also not going to you know, harm you in any way on the defensive end. So I think that was one um, great thing to see them prioritize that. And I think most importantly, it seemed like the guys on the team really loved him. He was a locker room guy. The, I mean, there's been a lot of reports about, you know, he would kind of bring the team together, make sure guys are like getting along, hanging out, things like that. So I think that was an important aspect to him getting signed and, I think the organization wants to show like we're taking care of the players that like took care of us last year. So I like the signing. Um, I don't know what the actual like money is going to be in the second year. Like, does he only have a couple million guaranteed? Is it six of the 8 million guaranteed? Um, But regardless, I think it's a good move for the Timberwolves to bring him back. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, Definitely a good move. Um, And as you said, uh, those locker room guys are, are are hard to find. And when you have a good one, someone that can really keep the team together, keep the chemistry going, 
team gels. It's always it's always good to have that that veteran presence in your locker room. Yeah. And then on the court, I mean, he plays solid defense and he shoots the ball well. Even last year, he didn't he started off the year really bad shooting, but he ended the year shooting almost 38% from three. And over his career, he shot like 37, 38% from right. three. So he's been a consistent shooter and a solid defender. And we know the Wolves need shooting and they need to maintain defense. So I think basketball wise, even locker room stuff aside, I think basketball wise, it's a solid move too. So I'm just excited that the Wolves brought him back. He was somebody I really liked last year. I didn't know how I'd feel about him going into the season um, just because he did struggle when he was in Brooklyn and then in Cleveland, he only played a little bit. So I'm just, I love this move. I might be a little too excited about it. And I'm interested because the next move that happened, I'm interested to see what happens because those two, they're not redundant, but it seems like there's going to be a little bit of overlap in their games and potentially their minute load. Uh, Cause the Timberwolves signed Kyle Anderson using their mid-level exception to a two year, $18 million contract. This is where the 18 comes in. Um, how are you feeling about the Kyle Anderson deal? Slow motion. That's what, that's what we call Kyle. Uh, you know, I've known uh, Kyle Anderson since uh, recruiting him back. Um, oh, wow. Many years ago, it seems like. Um, and, you know, he's, he's always been a outstanding skilled uh, player, but it's just one of those guys you're always looking at him like, is he ever going to move any faster? Um, but he gets he gets so much done. Um, you know, back in high school, his high school days, he was more of a point guard, uh, you know, more of a point forward, handled the ball. Um, if I'm not mistaken, him and Cat may have played together a little bit. Uh, oh, really? Back, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I know they seem to be back in the same. I could have been at the, the TOC, which is the Tournament of Champions, um, back in New Jersey, back in those days, uh, watching those guys play. But, uh, you know, Kyle's, you know, coming over from Memphis, um, you know, did very good things coming off the bench at Memphis, uh, solid backup. Um, you know, can, he's shooting the ball better. Um, very good mid-range game. Um, you know, it's just a matter, I'm trying to figure out how he fits right. um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Timberwolves plans. Um, just, you know, when I saw that uh, yesterday, I was just like, wow, how does, how does this guy fit? Because the Wolves' um, up-tempo game, um, you know, I'm not sure that how Kyle fits in that. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see that too and what type of role. Because, I mean, he's been a 20 to 30-minute player. And then Torian Prince has also been a 20 to 30 minute player in his career. And it's just like, where do all those minutes come? When do they play at the three? When you also have, I mean, I let's just talk about this quick. I already, I just kind of went through and put down positions like who's in each spot point guards. You have three guys who got minutes last year at the point guard with Russell Beverly and McLaughlin. Then at the shooting guard, you have, I'm going to throw ant at the shooting guard. So ant, Beasley and Noel, Chris Finch has been raving about Jalen Noel, how he wants to find a bigger role for him than small forward with these, with Prince coming back and Anderson, I'm going to consider Jade McDaniels to be more of a small forward than Wendell Moore Jr. I don't know what his role will be in his rookie year, but eventually you think that he'll have a role there. He's probably going to play between the two and the three and then Balmero too. Balmero won't play, but then at the power forward, you have Anderson, Prince, Vanderbilt, and then the center, you have Towns, Reed, and Kessler. So you have a lot of guys that you could see getting minutes, <laughs> which leads me to think that 
something's got to give. Something's going probably going to happen via trade. But what type of trade can the Wolves make that you know you send out? Because in the past, I was like, oh, if you're trading D'Lo, let's get two quality players that could fill roles instead of bringing in like one guy. Well, now it's like if you trade D'Lo for two quality guys, you don't have room for those guys. So the team feels really (laughs) full, I guess, is what I'm getting at. What do you what do they do? Like what what's the the move for this team? Yeah, that's that's a that's a great question. What is the move for the team? Because, you know, as you just put it there, that's a a lot of pieces. Um, You know, there's only so much time um, allotted there. And, you know, guys, guys going to want to play. So, you know, it makes for a great uh, training camp. But I'm sure that there's going to be some some movements made here. Um, You know, we're in day two of free agency today. Um, You know, let's let's see what happens here. I mean, it's it's, you know. It's, been, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's a lot of movement going on in the league. A lot of movement. Yeah, for sure. Let's go back to Kyle Anderson. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about him is I'm sure he's going to play mostly power forward for this team just because of the players that the Timberwolves have at the two and three. And he would never touch the two, but as the three. Um, he's six foot nine. Mm-hmm. And he also has a seven foot three wingspan. So he's got a lot of length, a lot of he's size, long. which... He's long. Makes up for his, you know, lack of speed. And I think part of it is he's not as slow as he looks. Like, he's not fast by any means, but, like, and the way he moves just probably makes him look <laughs> even slower than he actually is. But I like that style of player next to Carl Anthony Towns. If Cat's going to be at the five and you have Anderson at the at the four, Anderson has a lot of playmate. I mean, when he was at UCLA, like, they had him running their offense quite often there. Um, So it's cool to have another person that's got that size that can also play make like that. And I think this goes into um, that's something that we talked about before with Anthony Edwards being like a primary initiator, like the Paul George, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum type of mold where you don't need to have a traditional point guard on the floor. If you can have ant surrounded by capable playmakers at every other position, well, if you had Anthony Edwards at the quote-unquote one, you have like Wendell Moore at the two, who's a solid playmaker for his position. McDaniel's at the three. Anderson, who's a good playmaker at the four. And Cat, who's a solid playmaker at the five. That might just be enough playmaking, combination of shooting and defense. That sounds like a pretty scary lineup when you think about Edwards, the length he has um, for on defense. Wendell Moore has a 7-1 wingspan. McDaniels has over a seven foot wingspan. Anderson has a seven, three wingspan. Cat has a seven, four wingspan that, I mean, that wouldn't be like a primary lineup, but that would be a lineup that you would use, um, you know, at certain times. And I think that'd be a really fun lineup for the wolves to try to trot out. What do you like? Is that a way maybe you get rid of D'Angelo Russell and you free up more point guard minutes and Anthony Edwards plays more of that role where you run him there instead of, having like a true 35 minute per game point guard. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's, you know, your the scenario that you, that you presented there was, uh, was a very good one and you are correct. Uh, you know, Kyle Anderson is definitely a playmaker, um, you know, and him in that group there, you know, as that ball moves around another guy who's able to make a play um, always helps your team. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens with, with D'Lo. Um you know, I think even if you take him 
off the team and now you're and Edwards is running the point. You know, I, I'm always looking for a quote unquote true point guard on a on a team right. that's able to, you know, basically be able to get the team in offense, uh, be able to, you know, be that be that leader on the floor. And I'm not sure I'm not sure that Ant is there yet, uh, but not too far away. So it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see what happens here. Um, you know, that that whole D'Lo scenario is interesting, um, you know, to see if they would be willing to move him if they're going to move him. Yeah, but at the same time, you would still have that true point guard with like Jordan McLaughlin. Now he wouldn't be playing like a ton of minutes, but in Patrick certain Beverly. like crunch time minutes, you know, you can. Yeah. And then Patrick Beverly, too. Um, I think McLaughlin's probably better at right. that traditional point guard stuff, but you still have those guards. Uh, that you can play and you could have, I mean, Pat Bev could replace more. There It could be Beverly and right. Ant as those two guards and Ant can, you know, use most of the initiator stuff. Most of his usage is going, going that way. I just think like maybe in crunch time, then you switch over where it's, you know, maybe you do have McLaughlin and Edwards on the floor instead of making Edwards be like the primary guy, or maybe you don't, maybe that's when you have Beverly and then you would just want the ball in you know, Edwards hands more because we saw it at the end of the playoffs, season, in right? The playoffs they put McLaughlin too. in because yes. they needed to get into their offense. So right. I could see a, a move where they do trade D'Angelo Russell, but again, then it's what player do you bring back? Do you bring back like miles Turner? Then he's going to eat up some of those big minutes um, next to cat. And then Kyle Anderson or Vanderbilt or Torian Prince's minutes go down, or do you bring in another point guard? Well, then, depending on the type of point guard that changes things. So I'm just interested because it seems like from all the reporting, it's pretty likely D'Angelo Russell does get traded though. It feels like, and this is no insider information, but it feels like as time goes on, that feels like it's going down. Like the further along the process we get, feels like the chances of him getting traded are going down. But at the same time, I have no way of knowing that. I just, there hasn't been a lot of steam on it the last few days. Yeah, because I know I thought we had mentioned it right around the uh, draft that we thought something may happen. Um, right. You know, the draft went. Now we're in the free agency. Um, you know, there will always be talk about it. I think, you know, organizations are going to listen to all kind of um, ideals. Um, and just a matter of see if you can put the right pieces together to, 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 to put on the team. Um, yeah, I think that's that, that's what makes sense. Yeah, so I I'm just interested to figure out if a trade happens, what that trade looks like. Um, let's move, let's move off of the D'Angelo Russell trade thing. Um, I think we both think some sort of move is probably pretty likely at some point, yeah. even, and I could see other moves, like not even just a D'Angelo <laughs> Russell trade, but if they are looking to trade somebody else to kind of free up some roster, not roster space, but like minutes for specific players. Um, let's we go. Better keep, we better keep um, Ant off the football field. Yeah. You know, so the, you see the Vikings might, the Vikings might be looking at him next, you know, so he's throwing the ball 70 yards down the field there, man. That, that was kind of impressive. He has the Tom Brady <laughs> stamp of approval. And that's probably the biggest stamp of approval you can get as a quarterback. So I, yeah, amp better. I don't know. The money's better in the NBA though. So maybe that's what saves us. <laughs> Ooh, for sure. Um, let's go NBA. Why? I want to ask you this. Was there any surprise? I don't want to say surprises total, just surprise <laughs> signings. Was there anybody that signed somewhere that 
surprise you. There haven't been like a huge signings. Been obviously, a bunch of signings. Yeah, Jalen Brunson right. went to the Knicks. Um, we, we had heard about that. That one seemed uh, like it was gonna happen. That was gonna happen. Sure. Yeah, that, I mean, you know, his dad. Um, you know, and everyone says, "Oh, his dad's with the Knicks now." Well, his dad coach was um, Thibodeau. You know, in Chicago, so there was and already in Minnesota. I think. I'm not sure if he was. I don't know if he was here Rick that long was, in Minnesota. Rick was he might here, have been in here for, Minnesota for so a he was here for a bit, a little bit. Okay, so he was definitely. You know, he's been with Tibbs. So uh, you know, I think it's a it's a good move, uh, definitely for the Brunsons. Uh, good move for New York. Um, I don't know that that's going to put them over the hump. Uh, let's see any other moves that's were surprising. I'm trying to what think. Surprised like, you out there. Uh, I, I nothing. Mean, there's just some of the money surprised me. Some players got well, more money than I would have. I would have thought, money, but I don't know the if there was is, any the big ones. Ridiculous. The money is crazy. Like Anthony Simons got twenty five mil a year for four yeah. years. Um, I don't think there was anything like super. Lou Dort got paid a lot to play for OKC again. That one was kind of big. Uh, it um, seems like. Philly's kind of redoing Philly's, the whole Houston Rockets thing from a few years ago, bringing in uh-huh. House and Tucker. And yeah, so the Tucker one surprised me. It seemed like a lot of money for him to get paid. It's he's pretty getting up there in age, but, but he's still effective. So like until he's Definitely. not effective, I mean, he I guess he deserves that money. So, yeah, nothing really like shocked me. I just curious if anything kind of came across your your no, nothing. You well, there's only one thing that shocked me yesterday. And, yeah, uh, we can talk uh, about that right now. We'll talk about that, you know, but that was just. Ooh. The thing that Doug's referencing is <laughs> the KD trade request that he made to Nets ownership. That came out of left field like that I mean, shocked. I'm... I don't. Regardless of whatever happens with that, that I don't think anybody really fully expected that to happen, especially after Kyrie Irving opted in. You didn't think KD was going to request a trade on his own. And now the Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn's in a tough spot because they traded all their assets to go and get James Harden. Then they traded James Harden for Ben Simmons. Now Kevin Durant is asked, to be traded so they're going to have none of their own picks they're probably going to suck for years depending. unless they depending. depending on who they get back in the trade they're probably going to not be very good and they don't have their own picks now they're going to recoup picks from wherever they trade kevin durant to but the problem with that is those picks are going to be pretty good because that team's now going to have kevin durant on it and if you have right. kevin durant you're probably going to at least be a playoff team I'm just interested to see what team will end up with Durant. Brooklyn is supposedly asking for at least two all-star players. I don't know what team has two all-star players that they'd w- <clears throat> excuse me be willing to give up for Durant. But if you're trading for Durant, the idea is that you want to compete for a championship. And if you are trading two all-star players, you probably aren't going to be competing for a championship. Is my I don't know. I don't think they'll get two all-star players. Maybe one. Um, and a ton of picks. This is going to be the biggest trade in NBA history. I, I don't think there's going to be anything bigger. Kevin Durant's like a top 15 player all time, maybe higher. Top 10? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, then for I mean, sure top, you know, five player in the league right now. Right now, um, yes. 
And that's saying something because he's, you know, he has four years left too. That's the other thing is you, I mean, the, I mean, he can always request a trade. Obviously he's doing that now, but you potentially could trade for him to have him for the next four years. So when you saw that report come, like, what did you think when that came across? I was trying to make sure the calendar didn't say April 1st. Um, you know, I thought it was April Fool's Day there for a second, uh, but shocking. I mean, it was it was really shocking. I mean, you had all of the stuff that went on with Kyrie uh, the previous week um, and where KD kind of sat back quietly. Um, you think that, you know, there's a possibility that Kyrie is on his way to L.A. and it was going to break up anyway. And then he Kyrie decides to opt in, you know, two days ago and then the next day. Katie's like, you know, let me out of here. It's like, what, what, Brooklyn is a total mess. Yeah. I mean, it's just a total mess. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, it's really interesting that, that Katie just sit back and say, I've had enough of this you know, I've had enough of uh, the madness or did he look at it? Okay. Well, I'm already in this for four years and they're only going to give Kyrie the one year. Um, you know, yeah. is he going to show up this year? Do I want to be around for this, for this madness again? What's Ben Simmons going to do? Um, is, yeah. is, is he playing, you know, what's, you know, there's just so much going on with the team and it was just, it was just uh mind blowing, mind boggling. Yeah. Mind-boggling. yeah. I couldn't even wrap my head around like what happened when I saw that it came across. It totally shocked me, blew me away. I just can't. I can't wrap my head around what type of deal it's going to take to get him and how willing Brooklyn's going to be to like grant him, you know, like if he has, you know, a lot of players, they request a trade and they have a list of teams they want to go to. Is Brooklyn going to cater to him at all? Or are they going to say, we are taking the best package and I don't care if you end up in Sacramento, like that is yeah. where you're going to be, you know? So I don't know even who the true suitors would be. There's some teams I think that would make sense if you, I think Toronto makes sense. That potentially. was talked about that Toronto um, with like Scotty Barnes and maybe like Ananobi or Gary Trent Jr. And then a bunch of picks. Those things would make sense to me. Um, obviously, the Lakers name gets brought up anytime somebody gets put in, but like they literally have nothing to trade. So I don't know who they think they'd be able to somehow finagle a trade. Um, I just don't <laughs> know who makes sense. Like Miami's been reported. You know, if you're giving up Bam and Hero, Phoenix has been reported, but supposedly Devin Booker has to be in it. (laughs) When trade requests happens, I mean, teams always drive a hard bargain right away, and then eventually it comes, the price comes down. Um, But I just don't know how much that price will come down because this is Kevin Durant. Like, this is a player that is going to bring you a lot of success as long as he's happy and you put, some semblance of a team around him. So that I don't know is what the hall is going to be, but it's. Is, is there a way that Brooklyn just says not getting what we want? You got to play. <laughs> you're you're yeah. under contract. I mean, <laughs> I don't I think mean, it's they, going to happen that way. Um, right. you know, it doesn't seem to happen that way in the league, but if they can't get the pieces that they feel are, are, are worth it, you know, I mean, he's still under contract. Yeah. An interesting place that I, and I don't know at all. It's weird because he already played there. Oklahoma city has a ton of draft picks. They have some young talent. They have Shade Gilgis Alexander. 
They just drafted Holmgren. I don't think they'd trade Holmgren. But say they could trade Shea, whatever other you know pieces. They have a lot of young talent. They're maybe not elite talent, but they have some young talent. And then they throw in like nine first round draft picks because they have a they have like I don't know, I don't want to speak wrong maybe like fourteen draft picks over the next five six years something like they have just a stockpile of them. Like, does Brooklyn want to just go all in on a rebuild instead of trying to get those all-star players? You know, maybe you get Shea Gildas-Alexander, who's still young, and then you get all those picks and you try to build up through the draft, or maybe you can make your own trades with some of those picks down the line. I just don't know what's going to happen and what's going to be the move. Um, I think that's everybody. I think that's part of the reason there hasn't been a lot of trades, too, with, like, specifically not even just the Wolves, but all around. is You're just kind of sitting, waiting to see what will happen with Kevin Durant. Cause every team of the league's got to have called Br- the Brooklyn Nets and said, is there any way we can make this happen? <laughs> every team. <laughs> yeah. Like they're going to have 29, maybe 28 trade offers to try to get Kevin Durant. And I just am interested to see which one comes out on top. And like you said, do they wait, you know? Do they just wait and then they find him for not showing up? Kind of like the Ben Simmons thing ben in Simmons Philadelphia, thing, right? It's all it's 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 playing out all over again. You know, it's, yeah, it's crazy. At some it's point, crazy. Kevin Durant's not going to want to waste, you know, the last few years of his prime sitting there. But Brooklyn also isn't gonna gonna want to have a bad season because they don't have their draft picks. So if Kevin Durant's sitting, you're not going to be very good, and you're not really going to get anything out of it. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. So is is I mean you know I've been watching this. Look, is Kyrie still? Is, what's going on with? Kind of sounds like Kyrie's going to be on the move too. Too. I mean, yeah, it's like. And there's reports that they want to play together. Together, I heard that too. Yeah, I don't so know like what team reports is they want to play together in LA. So yeah, I don't know <laughs> how that yeah. happens, but I don't know. I I would I would be willing to bet that Kyrie's gone. Ben Simmons, they said. They want to keep Ben Simmons, but I feel like for the right price, they'd probably, you know, ship him out. But I mean, if you think about like that OKC package, if you traded KD there, you get something for Kyrie, you got Shea Gilson-Alexander and a bunch of picks and you still have Ben Simmons. Like you're not like probably the worst team in the league. Like you're okay. And you have picks to either make other trades or draft and, and build that way. So I think like there's a way out of it where it doesn't feel as doomsday for Brooklyn but it depends on the type of move that they, that they make. Well, I think when just losing Kevin Durant is doomsday. Um, yeah, that's, that's for doomsday. sure. That's yeah. doomsday in, its, in itself there. And, you know, Ben Simmons hasn't played in two years. So, you know, well, he hasn't played since the playoffs over a year, yeah. year and a half ago. So, um, you know, how's he coming back from this back surgery, everything. So a lot, a lot of questions here, a lot of questions in the league, a lot of questions surrounding, the Brooklyn Nets right now. So it's, it's going to be a very interesting week. I think it's going to be, it might even take, I mean, it might be weeks, months before weeks, we months, solve this. Yes. I'm interested if it does take that long, you know, if it, we don't hear about where Kevin Durant's going for, you know, two months, where, like what happens with the rest of like, how long does the rest of the week league sit and wait for other trades to happen? Um, do they wait that whole time after a week? Does it come out where it's like, yeah, there's really only three teams that are going to be able to make a trade happen. Then the rest of the league is kind of like working on other stuff. And those three teams are just the ones waiting or 
it has a ripple effect. I mean, everything yes. that happens in the league has a ripple effect. And this is not going to be this, a big this is waves. Like yes. these are waves. Tsunami. Yeah. It'll be, I think I've used the word interesting 50 times, but it really <laughs> will be. Um, the, the other thing that this brings up, and it's not even just this, it was James Harden and the Ben Simmons stuff and a ton of other stuff. I mean, the NBA is due for a new collective bargaining agreement soon. And it feels like the, I mean, I can guarantee you the owners are not happy with what's happened over the last four years with all these trade demands. Um, I think a lockout could be coming just based off of like how far apart the, the two sides probably are and trying to figure something out. So that part is a little bit worrying as well. Yeah. You don't want to be a part of a lockout. Lockouts are not fun. I was part of two, I think. So yeah, they're not, they're not fun at all. No. So that'll be the, the ramifications of these trade requests, you know, turning into a lockout will be, we'll have to monitor what that looks like, but um, right. cause I could see it taking a long time, but again, at the same point, there's a lot of money in the NBA now yes. that there wasn't at the times where the lockouts you were involved in, right? Like the NBA has totally exponentially grown in their profits. So maybe the owners can live with stuff a little bit because of the amount of, you know, money that they're going to be able to get. I don't know. Um, so maybe it won't be as bad as we think, but it, I mean, I could see it being, a long one too, if it comes to that point. Yeah. Well, I think that the owners are going to bring a lot of things to the table um, with what has transpired in the last two, three years. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of that about guys being available, being able to play and this whole, you know, demanding just get out when you're tired of what's going on. It's getting kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. Talking about getting out, let's switch gears because I don't know how I skipped over this in my notes. Um, the opposite of getting out, Carl Anthony Towns signed Ooh. his Supermax extension with the Timberwolves ching, ching. last night. Right at, I mean, I think 11 o'clock was the earliest he could actually sign it. 11, my time. Right. right. 12, your time. Um, and he signed it right there. You know, they had it on the table. He he got it. Um so I think it was four years, $214 million, a lot of money. Uh, NBA salary caps going up quite a bit. So that part of it, like it's still, I mean, at the same, it's always going to be, you know, 35% of the cap, the cap goes up, right. the dollar amount goes up. So I think the money, the dollar amount tied to it scares people. Um, but it's like, he can't make, you know, that's not half the cap. Like the cap is going up. The cap went up more this that's year than they thought it was going to. Yeah. Like um, 123, 150 or something like that. Something but like that. he's making $59 million in 27, 28. I mean, it's still a lot of money. It's still a third of the cap. Um, how are you feeling about Cat signing that, committing to stay in Minnesota? He'll be here for the next – I mean, now he's under contract for six years. Obviously, KD says you can just <laughs> ask out whenever you want. But six years uh, that he has signed a contract for the Timberwolves. How do, you, how do you feel, and then how do you think Timberwolves fans should feel about that? Happy for him. Um, you know, he's put the work in. Um, you know, he's uh, been through a, a lot, um, you know, emotionally uh, through the last few years. Um, he's continued to play at a high level. Um, his game has improved. Um, the team has improved. Um, happy for him. I think it's well-deserved. Uh, and 
he's not a player that it looks like he's he's content. He seems to be getting better um, each year, um, and you know, adding a little bit of something to his game each year um, that that will allow him uh, to be you know one of those top players in the league. Um, he showed it last year. Has to build on it. Don't get comfortable, and uh, just just keep going. I'm happy for him. I think it's well deserved. Yeah, and I think Timberwolves fans should be happy to have a player of that caliber that wants to be here. You that know, wants to be there. Exactly. Right. And he seemed like he seemed really happy last year. Obviously, a lot of winning has to do a lot with that, but it seems like the winning is going to continue. It doesn't seem like the one Jimmy Butler season where it was a lot of turmoil, and then you go into the next year, and then he's already asking out. This is like, you see the, he sees it too. He's like, he knows how good Anthony Edwards can be. And then he knows how good he already is. And then he sees the other young talent on the team that he wants to stick around and try to build something here. Um, So I'm excited for that. I think Timberwolves fans should be excited as well. Um, Six years is a long time. That'll by that time, 2027, 28, I think that would mean 14 seasons with the Wolves. Like that'd be the lo- that'd be the longest anybody longest had tenure. ever played uh, for the Timberwolves ever, and by that time, you know, Anthony Edwards will also have signed probably a max contract extension, and he'll be locked up even one year further than than Cat will. So, I think it's nice to have that one-two punch for the next you know five six years will be something Timberwolves fans haven't had. When's the last time they've had two players together for that long? They had Wiggins and and Cat, but I don't think that. They ever reached cat was younger and, and Wiggins never reached the level that ant will probably reach either. So, I mean, he's got championships, so I shouldn't say anything, but I think individually <laughs> Ant's going to be a much better player than he is to have a duo like that for a long time is going to be um, really important for success of this franchise. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and, you know, Ant and him together, uh, you know, you have that, those, those, those stones, those building blocks yeah. for years to come. And, you know, as these guys, you know, p- continue to get better, you're going to start having players that are going to want to come play with them. Right. Um, and that's, you know, I'm sure now they can start, you know, recruiting some guys on the side like others are doing, uh, you know, maybe they can put a call out to KD. <laughs> yeah, right. Get, get, get KD in there real quick. Uh, but no, I think it's going to be good for the, for the Timberwolves, good for the fan base. Um exciting basketball. And I also think that, uh, you know, having coach Finch there, um, I think him and Carl built a good relationship and that, that, that allows all of this, uh, to, to, to be successful. Yeah. And like you said, recruiting players, uh, this is kind of the deal with the D'Angelo Russell situation is he's on the last year of his contract. If you look ahead to next year's free agency after this coming season, um, Looking at the Timberwolves salary cap right now, they'd have $28 million underneath, not underneath the cap, not the luxury right. tax. They'd have 56 under the luxury tax. So they're 26 under the cap, but they have player options for Edwards. You're going to pick that up. Balmero's got like 2.6 million. Maybe you pick it up, maybe you don't, whatever. McDaniels, you're going to pick up his $4 million player option. McLaughlin, you probably pick that up because it's only 2.3 million. Uh, but Malik Beasley's got 16 and a half million on a player option. If you decline that because you know you're able to sign someone, you know, say the Timberwolves have a lot of success. There's a big name free agent that wants a max or a near max contract next year. If you decline Malik Beasley's salary, you have $44.5 million in cap space next year. 
and you still have like eight or nine guys on contract. So like you have, you don't have to completely refill your roster. You still have cat. You'd have Edwards, Anderson, Prince. If you pick up his non-guaranteed money, Vanderbilt, um, Kessler, Wendell Moore, Jada McDaniels, Jared McLaughlin. You have a pretty filled out Solid roster team. with right. $45 million of cap space to work with. And I don't know who the free agent class is for next year, but if you have success and the Timberwolves continue like the good vibes around the team, I don't see, I don't think it's impossible for a player to sign here or some sort of sign and trade type of deal. You know, Uh, maybe D'Angelo Russell will do a sign and trade since his contract runs out this year. If he makes it through next year, um, you can sign and trade for someone and you know, I mean, you, the value doesn't have to be there. The player you get in a sign and trade can be a lot better. D'Angelo Russell was traded for Kevin Durant, technically for Durant to get to Brooklyn. The value is not there, but at least the other team is getting something out of it. So I'll be interested to see if they do keep that cap space open for next year. And then eventually what they do use with it. That's a long way down the line, but to go back but to it your sounds point. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> to go back <laughs> to your point, the- you have two guys it's not that far. I mean, it's next year, you know, 12 months away from it happening, uh, potentially happening, but you got your two guys that seem to want to play here. They like each other and they have complementary skill sets. Like Mm -hmm. it's, and James, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown obviously made it to the NBA finals, but theirs is a little bit tougher when they're both kind of wings that are like to have the ball in their hand to score where cat and ant are, you know, you got your wing and your big, that is very versatile. So I think, you can find pieces that fit around them really well. And I'll just be, it'll be cool to see what those pieces are. Yeah, it will be, it will be. And that's, you know, looking down the road there, that would be very interesting, but we got this year to take care of first this upcoming year. And uh, you know, I like what's going on, like what's going on with the team, uh, where the organization is, is at right now. And, you know, as we sit around for the next few days to see what's going to happen here uh, with this free agency. Can I ask you one more question? You can ask me as many as you want. Rudy Gobert keeps getting linked to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And obviously Rudy Gobert makes a lot of money. I think it's like 44 million or something, 50, some, some high number. He'd be the highest paid player on the team if we traded for him. He keeps getting linked to Minnesota. And I tell you what, I don't like it. I don't like the money that would be tied up into him when you don't know if, you know, maybe the fit next to cat would be great, but maybe it's not. Then you got, you know, he's got four years left on the super max contract. To be honest, I don't even like him as a, like, I like the defense he brings, but like (laughs) Ricky Rubio once said that playing with Rudy Gobert, Gobert has no class. He said, and we've seen Gobert have these like, things that he's done that kind of see him. I don't know if I want to deal with that. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't, I I would actually hate if this deal happens, but how do you feel about if a potential Rudy Gobert trade were happening? I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that trade there. Um, You know, and one of the things with Rudy Gobert, um, he really hasn't expanded his offensive game away from the basket. And that. That in itself right there, having that quote-unquote clog in the middle 
Um, it just it wouldn't fit well with Ant. Um, you know, he's he's trying to get to the basket. Um, and, and I just I don't know. Yes. Rudy's a great defensive player. Great, you know, shot blocker. Um, you know, he's held held it down there in, in Utah, but they really have nothing to show for it right. um, with all those years. Um, you know, um, so I, I, I like where the wolves are without a go bear in there um, and the way that they're building their team. I think personal opinion, I think he just he slows he just slows the team down. Yeah. And I think he would just kind of throw off like the overall vibe that the team had last year, where we saw right. all of that camaraderie and like togetherness. Dane Moore, um, one of the best podcasters for the Timberwolves, he put it best. He said, if you really want to try the two bigs thing, just go trade for Miles Turner instead. Turner mm-hmm. has only one year left. So that if it doesn't work, he's expiring and he's gone. Um, he's also able to shoot the ball. And he's not as good a defender, but he is still a very high-level shot blocker. But he's just more versatile than Gobert is, and you don't have to wrap up so many years and so much money into him. So I agree with that. I Because I don't know if it's going to work. I'm really – I want to see if it will work, if Cat can play next to another big. Um, but I don't want to see at the cost of four years, $170 million, like Gobert would cost. Give me one year, $18 million for Miles Turner – whose fit is better. Like, I don't even right. think I'm not gonna say probably better. His fit's better. Cause he can shoot the ball. Yeah, Gobert can't shoot the ball. So I'd rather do that. I'm not a fan of the Gobert trade. I would be very, very disappointed if that ever did happen, but it keeps getting reported. So it sounds like there's something there, which I just can't get behind. I always look at reports. They're never going to happen. You know, those, those right. ones that always get reported. It's like, okay, well, something else is going on with this, with this deal. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and if it does happen, you say, okay, well, I know about it, but I, I, I hope I'm hoping that that does not happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and, and I just, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the two bigs ever, ever, right. ever, ever, you know, um, it just seems to clog up that takes away from the the flow of the game right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, and I guess that's why I'm really only interested in it. If it is cat who can space the floor and then someone right. else like Turner who can space the floor, you're a little bit slower, obviously, but you do at least, you don't have any of that lane clogging constantly right. affecting like Anthony Edwards needs space to operate and Rudy Gobert is going to be in his way space way Mm -hmm. too much, way, way, way too much. So that I just probably not going to happen. I really hope it doesn't happen, but I mean, I think that's, I think that's the thing that's happened with Donovan Mitchell Yeah, um, up there, you know, Gobert's in the way, you know? Yeah. And Gobert helps someone off. Like if he, if he's doing a pick and roll, he can get guys open really well, but the defense knows Rudy Gobert's going to roll. He's not going to pop. There's no way right. he's going to step out and shoot the ball. So his defender can is just there. stay there. It does not <laughs> he's matter. There. He's coming so back. He's coming back I, to you. I just can't get behind it. Where if you have like Miles or someone else, that's a big that can right. shoot too. You have that threat of, okay, he might just shoot over me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested to see. I think we can get more of the too big experiment with Walker Kessler, just like, in short minutes, you don't have a lot mm-hmm. into him. You have, you know, you drafted him with 22nd overall. He's getting like 3 million bucks on his contract or whatever, 4 million, whatever it is. Um, but that's how you can see what it looks like defensively. 
And then offensively, you're never really going to know Walker Kessler. Supposedly he was a shooter in high school. You never really know. He didn't look to be one in college, Um, but maybe he can shoot a mid range or something. Then that at least gives you some look at, at that, but yeah, he becomes the short roll guy. huh? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to bring up the Gobert thing because it kept getting, just kept seeing it floated around and I just, I'm not a fan at all. I usually am not super negative about things, but like that one, I draw the line at Rudy Gobert. I I can't find myself cheering for that guy either. So (laughs) I don't want it to happen. Anything else that happened first couple of days of free agent, by the time this comes out, there's probably something crazy. KD's probably going to get traded before this releases and or D'Angelo Russell's going to get like this time of the year, when you do things like this, you just run the risk of what you just talked about for 45 minutes not mattering at all. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully people can get this listened to before anything else comes about. But that's a I mean, the NBA is just as entertaining in the offseason as it is in in the season. So uh well, I guess that's is, the joy of basketball. This has been very entertaining first uh 24 hours. I mean yeah. it's it's been, you know, and I think it has the whole NBA and the you know the media on they're on their edge, man. Like, I mean, these guys are working now. They're trying to figure out, trying to get ahead of what's going to happen to Katie. What's going to happen to Kyrie. What's going to happen. Um, so it's, you know, have a lot of buzz going on right now with the league, which is, which is always good. Yeah. That's always good. Well, I think that's all we got today, Doug. So thanks for making this work. Um, I know you got a busy July. So hopefully um, if big stuff comes out, we can sit down and talk have- about it. I have my stuff with me. So anytime, you know, if you want to talk to me from Louisville or Chicago or Orlando or Richmond, uh, AAU basketball at its best. Got to love the EYBL. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be fun. Well, good luck with that. Um, I know you said you're heading out after the fourth. So um, enjoy your fourth weekend and then you too. safe travels for all that. Um, But thanks again for sitting down. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Believe in Timberwolves podcast presented by Online. I'm Brendan Heidke, he is Doug West, and we'll be back soon. Peace out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.